Good morning, Riverside, San Bernardino, Inland Empire, and listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us this morning. We're broadcasting from our flagship station, KCAA 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. If you're located in the Southern California Inland Empire, you'll find us on KCAA 1050 on the AM dial. And if not, you can find us streaming on kcaaradio.com or talkstreamlive.com. You can also hear our program rebroadcast on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com or on Red State Talk Radio at redstatetalkradio.com. And you can check their websites for broadcast days and times. Also, don't forget you can find podcasts posted on kcaaradio.com to listen at your leisure. And you can always learn more about our show at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, and we're going to discuss his book. It's titled Scam, How the Black Leadership Exploits Black America. Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson is the founder and president of BOND, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, a nonprofit whose purpose is rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Jesse Lee is also the author of books that include From Rage to Responsibility and the Seven Guaranteed Steps to Spiritual, Family, and Financial Success Guide. He also is the host of a daily national talk radio show. It's called the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show, and he's a TV host and a highly sought after speaker. Jesse Lee is frequently seen on major TV networks such as Fox News Channel, CNN, and MSNBC, where he shares his conservative commentary on current issues. Jesse appeals to audiences of all races and demographics, gladly breaking the stereotypical picture and showing what a real conservative American truly is. Hello, Jesse. How are you this morning? Hi, Angelina. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for joining us today and especially for taking the time to join this important information with my listeners. Thank you. And all is well. Thanks for asking. Great. Listen, uh, Jesse, before we begin, there's just something very important I wanted to mention that I think it's it's something that should be said at the outset of our conversation. You know, I was thinking there are so many issues today that I think are of vital importance. So much is going on in our country morally, politically, socially. I mean, there's a number of issues that anybody could focus on that are important to our freedom and the survival of the country as we know it. But I got to say, I think that what you focus on has got to be the single most important issue of our time outside of, say, spiritual salvation. And the reason I say this, and you clearly and plainly stated on your website when you say uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies, because the reason I say this You see, if people don't wake up to the fact that the mainstream media, alongside these politicians and these other people in power that have a divisive agenda, if 
if they continue on and we don't wake up to what they're doing, we as a free people living in a free society, it, it can't last because as a people, we cannot continue to be at each other's throats and keep our freedom. I mean, they're causing division and they know and, and they're out to do this. And so I think it's important what you're doing to wake people up because, you know, like they say, united we stand, divided we fall. Can you comment on this? You know, you're absolutely right. As long as the races are divided in a nation where we should, we're supposed to be uh, one nation under God, as, you can, as everybody can see right now, it's going to destroy this country from within. And um, even Martin Luther King Jr. talked about that. He said that one day uh, uh, black Americans and white Americans would be united as one. But once he was assassinated, the traitors of Dr. King's idea took it, that idea and twisted it for their own personal gain. And as you can see right now, black Americans are more divided from white Americans today than any other time in history, even after giving them a black president. And a lot of white people voted for Barack Obama because they thought, well, if we give, him, give these people um, a, uh, a black president, then they would uh, be happy with that. They'll be okay. But instead, it's got worse instead of getting better. And the worst thing that can, one of the worst things that can happen to a country is that we are divided within that country. And that's what's going on in America today. Right. Absolutely. Well, Reverend, let's go back to you. Now, can you give us a little background information about you, how you became interested in uniting the races? I mean, what was your experience uh, from when you were a young guy growing up, and what was your opinion of white people when you first started out? Well, when I was growing up, I grew up on a plantation down in Alabama, uh, outside of Montgomery, Alabama there, and uh, I grew up under the Jim Crow laws and uh, I remember going to a movie theater once as a teenager in Alabama, and black people had to sit in the balcony. We were not allowed to sit downstairs with white Americans, but that was fine because we had a better view, I thought, from the balcony than they did downstairs. <laughs> so I was fine with that. But the one thing that that did not happen, my family never taught us to hate white people or hate anyone because they said that we should treat people the way we would like to be treated. And even then, not all white people were in support of the Jim Crow laws and the, the segregation of the races. But uh, they taught us not to hate, to work hard, save your money, and uh, invest your money, and just treat people in the right way, and then we'll be just fine. But when I moved to Los Angeles at the age of 18, and being so young, I started listening to people like Jesse Jackson and the others and uh, uh, Louis Farrakhan and the NAACP, and they were saying, and a lot of the black preachers, too, you'd be surprised at the number of racist black preachers. But they were saying that uh, uh, white people hated black folks and that the problem we were having was not because of, uh, 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 you know, not because on our part, it wasn't our, us to blame, we to blame for this, the black people were not to blame. It was white racism holding us back. 
that white people are trying to hold us back. And because these people are in a leadership position, and I was so young, I believed that lie. And once I believed that lie, then I, for the first time, started to hate white people. And as you know, when you hate somebody, it comes back on you. And I almost, my life was almost destroyed from that anger. I didn't trust any white person. Even if they were close friends to me, I still, I only got along with them as long as they agreed with me. But once they disagreed with black people or, or disagreed with me, I saw them as racist, looking through the hatred of my own eyes and didn't know it. And long story short, I, I asked God, because I had so many conflict, I asked God to let me see myself and know myself to understand what was wrong. One day I was in prayer, and God caused me to see that I had this resentment in my heart. But it wasn't for white people first. It was for my parents. I resented my father because he wasn't there for me and my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. And when I saw that, I felt I repented because I felt so sad because I realized that I was wrong for resenting my parents, that they had done the best that they could do, and that I had become just like them, especially like my mother. I was I had doubts and worry, insecurity, didn't know what I wanted to do in life. It just really messed me up. But when I saw that, I forgave. And when I forgave my parents, I went to them and just said, you know what, I'm sorry for hating you. I realized it was wrong for the way you, especially my mother, the way she tried to turn me away from my father. But I said, I, I realize now you can help yourself, and I'm sorry for that. And at that very moment, God forgave me and made mm-hmm. me free. Okay. He gave me peace, joy, I mean, just perfect peace in my life. And that's when I realized that black Americans have been deceived by the people they trust the most, and that's the so-called civil rights leaders and the preachers, the black preachers in the communities. Okay, and Jesse, we're going to talk more about that, but right now let's go to our first break. Listeners, today my guest is Jesse Lee Peterson, the founder and president of the Bond Organization. We'll be right back right after this message. If you're in debt, there's one clear choice to help you get out of it. When you call Clear One Advantage with your debt problem, here's what you can expect. A free financial analysis, no fees until we arrange a settlement, a program designed to settle your debts as quickly as your budget allows, and one simple program payment. And here's what real customers tell us. Clear One settled our debt with six creditors as they promised. I would recommend them to anyone who got in over their head with debt. Thanks, Clear One. We are so confident we can help you get out of debt. We back it with a satisfaction guarantee. So if you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt and you can't afford the minimum payments, call right now for a free debt analysis. 800-513-0061. 800 800-513-0061. 800-513-0061. Then you can say, thanks, Clear One. For thousands of years, people from the Brazilian rainforest have used the acai berry. 
for its amazing health benefits. Now we've learned it's also an amazing weight loss supplement. If you're looking to lose 10, 20, maybe even 50 pounds or more, then the Ultimate Asahi Diet may be your solution. The Ultimate Asahi Diet is loaded with pure organic Asahi extract powder and other great herbs like hudia and green tea. You'll burn fat, control your appetite, and get an energy surge like you've never felt before. If you want to lose 10, 20, maybe even 50 pounds, order the Ultimate Asahi Diet right now. We'll even give you a free bottle when you order two, plus give you free shipping. Call Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers Radio Show today. My guest is Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of the Bond Organization of a New Destiny. And we're discussing his book, Scam, How the Black Leadership Exploits Black America. So, Jesse, in your book, you say black Americans have been scammed. Can you tell us what you mean by this? Well, black Americans have been made to be angry at white Americans unnecessarily. And as you know, who, whomever caused you to become angry, then that person can control you. And so whenever Jackson and Sharpton and, and the race hustlers, Barack Obama, Eric Holden, and all those people, whenever they want to gain more power and wealth, they look at a situation, say, especially if it's a white or a black situation, and they say that this is racist. And automatically, most black people goes and go into a trance, and they can get them to do whatever they want them to do. And so they've been playing that game for the last 20, I mean, the last 50 years or so, ever since the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., and to a point that they convinced black Americans to give up their families. For example, uh, the government came in under Lyndon B. Johnson, and they said to black people, we're going to help you but you can't have a man in the home. And black people said yes to that. Most of them did, not all. And they got rid of their men, and uh, the government became the daddy of the family, and then these corrupt black leaders became the head of the people. And so 50 years, 50 or 60 years later, you have generations and generations of black people who are relying on the government. There's total violence in the homes. Um, and and there's a lack of respect for authority. It's just a real mess right now because they fell for that trick of taking their fathers out of the home, breaking God's order, and allowing the government and the corrupt leader to take over. Then they said to black people, well, you can't make it because of racism in the business world or in, in schools or education. So what we need is affirmative action based on color. And black Americans said yes to that. So they got affirmative action. And now you have a lot of these black boys and girls getting into these schools and they're not able to survive because they were not, they didn't earn their way up. They were put there because of their color. And then 
these black boys and girls are now feeling even worse about themselves because they feel like now they can't make it in these schools. And so what the schools are doing, they're secretly passing these kids on because they don't want to be called racist, and they too, especially liberal schools, and they too are working to keep black Americans down so that they can use them for their own personal gain. Mm-hmm. Jesse, uh, why do you think... I do want to just tell you this. Uh-huh. Uh, racism has nothing... Racism from white people to black people has nothing to do with the destruction of the black community today, unemployment and all that. It has everything to do with the dumbing down and brainwashing of their so-called leaders and the broken home. And and then most black people are racist towards whites, so they are, they'll have to deal with that anger too. Mm-hmm. But it has nothing to do with slavery or white racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, why do you think there is a general hate or resentment against black conservatives? That's a good question. The reason for that is that these people, the blacks, the most of the blacks, they hate anything that represents white. And they think that black people who are conservatives, and God forbid if they're Republicans, they think that they those people are trying to be white and and so since they think that black so those blacks are trying to be white they hate the white man i mean the black people too who are conservative because they feel as though that black conservatives have sold out in some way or another and gone against them it's insane because prior to the civil rights movement most blacks were republican conservative but uh, they don't know about that kind of history. And also their leaders have told them that black people who are conservatives are sellouts and Uncle Tom and all that kind of, you know, Uncle Ruckus and that kind of stuff. And when you once you believe into a lie, it's hard to believe the truth again. You literally have to go to God and he has to change your heart before you will be able to believe the truth again. And that's why they keep feeding these folks lies, especially about the race, races, the race, you know, different races, because if they ever got the truth and black people were to wake up, it's bad for business. Jackson and others would go out of business. Yeah. And so they don't want any truth to get in there at all because the people might go free. You know, talking, you said that, uh, Blacks were mostly conservative or Republicans at one time. And, you know, in doing research to prepare for this show today, I was, you know, using your book and other sources, and I was shocked to find out that the leading cause of death in the black community is abortion. And I have averaging from about 1,800 to 1,900 babies a day, more than the white or Hispanic babies. So how can black Americans really believe that the Democratic Party has their own best interest in mind? I mean, if they're promoting the genocide against their own race under the guise of a woman's right to choose, why do you think uh, black Americans haven't woken up to that fact yet? Well, first of all, is that most black people don't see information. They don't go looking for information for themselves. 
they believe whatever the liberal media and their leaders give them. Whatever they say, they fall for it because of the anger of their hearts. And so they don't know. A lot of black people don't even know that every day over 1,800 black babies are being aborted. They are not aware of that because even though there are 70% of Planned Parenthood abortion mills within the inner cities around the country, 70% of them, but they have been told that those meals are there, abortion meals are there for health care reasons. It's for minority. minority can't, minorities can't afford health care, and so Planned Parenthood is providing that. That is absolutely not true, but that's what the people are being told, and so they fall for that. I've often said that you can't even be a Christian and and support the Democratic platform because the Democratic platform is anti-God, anti-family, anti-freedom, anti-capitalism, anti-anything that's good. But the people, the Democrats have taken care of the blacks for so long that they are absolutely convinced that the Democratic Party cares for them and that they will take care of them and blacks don't have to worry. It's not true but they believe that because they're taking the words of someone else rather than looking and understanding for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesse, how are white Americans contributing to the to this race card agenda? I mean, what are they doing or not doing that helps fuel this agenda? The Who's white Americans, the whites. The liberal whites are helping by uh, supporting the black liberal godless people. They, they help them in, by way of mainstream media. For example, Al Sharpton has a TV show on one of those networks. I, I don't ever watch it, but I know it's out there on the cable network. And the liberal whites and Democrats know how racist and godless and evil uh, Al Sharpton is, but because he can draw some blacks to the Democratic Party, he can get these black people... By supporting Planned Parenthood, these blacks are going to end up in the abortion mills. They support Al Sharpton. And so Al Sharpton, and now Al Sharpton has a inroad with Barack Obama, so they're all in bed together. But they are helping by deceiving black Americans by giving support to Al Sharpton's and the so-called civil rights leaders. Mm -hmm. And they're all, you know, they're liberal. They want government-sponsored stuff. They want to be able to kill your babies inside the womb. They really don't like America as it is. They they hate the Christians. And so they're all working together for the same cause, and that is to destroy America as we know it. Mm -hmm. um, Jesse, why are you against uh, reparations for black Americans? Because, you know, all the... Black slaves are dead, and they're gone. They're not around. And America has done more than any other nation to make amends for slavery. They have given black people everything that they have asked for. They asked for the government to be the daddy of the family. Uh, uh, white people, America gave them that. They asked, they asked to go to the same schools and, and uh, live in the same communities. They got that. They asked for affirmative action based on color. They got that. They asked to 
uh, put blacks on TV and in different positions on jobs. They got that. It's, there's no more that America can do for these folks. And it's only, they have only gotten worse rather than getting better by getting so much free stuff. I think it's time for black people to learn to stand on their own two feet, to earn their own way, and to give back to the country. It's not ask what, what the country can do for them, but it's what can you do for your country. And black Americans need to learn the art of earning and sharing, giving back. And unless we cut out affirmative action and all these social programs, we're never going to see that happen. And okay. as long as we're doing it, I'll tell you, Angela, as long as we're doing that, it's just going to hurt black Americans, not going to help. So if you don't learn how to work, if you don't learn how to think for yourself and provide with the help of God, mm-hmm. then you only get worse in life instead of getting better. Okay, Jesse. Well, it's time to take our second break already. Okay. Listeners, my guest today, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, will be back momentarily. Millions of people who've never even set foot in a casino take a dangerous gamble every day, living without health insurance. You can't afford not to have it, but affordable insurance can be hard to find, especially if you're a hardworking entrepreneur or if you're working for a company that doesn't offer benefits. At Health Insurance Direct, we have a perfect solution with access to dependable, affordable health insurance plans. They have a plan that fits your individual needs perfectly at a price you can afford. Call 24 hours a day at 800-608-2521, 800-608-2521. Don't gamble. Call Health Insurance Direct right now for affordable health insurance. 800-608-2521, 800-608-2521. Not available in all states. Here's the number one more time, 800-608-2521. For every translator on the field, we need at least two volunteers. There's a role for you in the Ministry of Bible Translation. If you're willing, you can help. On a computer, sewing machine, a car, on a ladder, there's work you can do. Wycliffe Associates volunteers help build the translation training centers, provide systems for clean water, do office work, and share the unquenchable Word of God to those who desperately seek eternal life. I want to know about Him. Please help me find Him. Learn how you can become a Wycliffe Associates volunteer and take part in the goal of Vision 2025, helping start a Bible translation in every language that needs one by the year 2025. Call 800-THE-WORD. Would I do this again? In a heartbeat. If God is calling you to make a difference, call us at 1-800-THE-WORD. That's 800-843-9673. Or go to our website at WycliffeAssociates.org and find out how you can become a Wycliffe Associates volunteer. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers Radio Show. Today, our guest is Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. 
Um, Jesse, before we go on, can you give us your website address and any other information you'd like to give the listeners? Oh, okay, thank you. My website address is bondinfo.org, B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O dot O-R-G, or they can call 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND, again, B-O-N-D. And for the last 23 years, we have been rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. We have a home for young men that we bring in from around the country. We show them how to overcome anger, help find jobs, finish school. We tutor, counsel them, show them how to save their money, invest their money. Uh, if they want to go to college, we help them get into different colleges around the country. And I'm proud to say that we have done this for 23 years without one dime from the government because I believe the less government in your life, the better off you are. And we want to show them that they are in the greatest country in the world and that there's nobody holding them back but themselves. And thank God, because of people helping us to help them and then they help as well, we have had good success over the last 23 years. We are a nonprofit organization. Okay. And they can find your books on your Bond website, is that correct? My books are there. Bond, uh, From Rage to Responsibility, uh, and From Rage to Responsibility tells a little bit more about my life and how I was able to overcome the traumas in my life. We got okay. Scam there, How the Black Leadership Explores Black America, and also, which exposed Jesse Jackson and other so-called civil rights leaders. And I, everything I write in that book, I back it up with facts and truth. And then uh, the seven guaranteed steps to spiritual fi- uh, family and financial success guide is there as well. We have DVDs of our fatherhood and men's conferences, CDs of different things. So there's a lot of stuff there. And uh, every dime we get for those things go right back into the nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of Jesse Jackson, in one of your chapters of your book, you talk about how big companies have given into his, you call them shakedowns, I think. Can you elaborate yeah. on this? Jesse Jackson has successfully intimidated businesses by looking for something that looked like a, uh, a, a white-on-black situation so he could call it racist. Or if he can, he'll go, you know, if they could go into these businesses and they don't have X amount of black people working there, they cry racism. And the unfortunate thing is that a lot of businesses, white businesses over the years, have caved into that. And Jesse Jackson ended up receiving something from it. And then they end up, in many cases, putting these liberal black people on the boards of these businesses, making the wrong decisions for those businesses. They have gained a lot of power and wealth from intimidating and doing that. Al Sharpton has done the same thing. And now, unfortunately, because most white people are afraid of being called racist, you now have younger blacks who are, are patterning after Jackson and others. They're still crying racism. They're trying to intimidate white people so that they can get power and wealth. And because whites have this fear, not all but most whites, of being called racist, they have caved in. And it's just absolutely awful because when you're afraid like that, 
you bring out the worst in people like Jackson and, and others. And I just pray and hope that at some point white Americans say no more to this shakedown stuff, no more to these race hustlers, and start standing up and defending themselves so this stuff can finally start to end. It's not going to end until white people say no more to it. Mm -hmm. In your book, you say groups like the NAACP are ignoring illegal immigration threat. Why do you think this is, and how is this hurting the black community? First of all, and I think it's awful that black people won't even acknowledge that. The NAACP support amnesty. They support illegal aliens coming into this country, taking jobs away from black people. And I have to say it is devastating in the urban areas, too. For example, in South Central L.A., in Compton, California area, which is right next to South Central L.A., they are, these illegals are coming in and they are attacking black people. There are uh, uh, Mexican gangs coming in supported by the drug laws. And they are at war with black gangs. And also, they're attacking innocent blacks and running them out of their own areas. A lot of blacks are leaving California and going back to the South, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and places like that, because of fear of their lives, the lack of opportunities. The public schools are overcrowded in those areas with illegal aliens, and the black kids are being pushed to the side because a lot of the illegal aliens do not speak English. And... uh a lot of the black kids are being pushed to the side. And I have to tell you, hardly a day goes by when there's not a fight between the black kids and the illegal alien kids. And, but yet, the NAACP, Maxine Waters from that area, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Obama and others, are supporting the illegal aliens over the blacks. Blacks are 13 to 14% unemployed, while uh, they're only 13% of the population. Hmm. And uh, uh, But they tell black people they're doing it because people of color need to stick together. But in reality, they're doing it supporting the illegal aliens because they know that most of these people are, are Democrats. They're going to vote for the Democrats. Those illegal aliens are going to vote for the Democrats. And so they figure if they let these people come in, they're going to support the black Democrats as well as the white ones. But I don't think it's going to happen that way. Once these people get an inroad into this country, they're going to support other Hispanics. They're not going to support the black liberals. They just they're they're being deceived and hope that that would happen, but it's not. But so long story short, they are doing it. The NWCP and others are supporting illegal aliens because they want to maintain power and wealth. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's what they think will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about, I, I had always heard of the Nation of Islam, but I never really knew much about it. And you talk about this in, I think, both of your books. How does the Nation of Islam affect the black community? I do talk about that. Um, I have, uh, I work, I do a lot of work in jails and prisons around the country. And a lot of these uh, Louis Farrakhan's followers have come to my meetings over the years, attended my meetings over the years. And they have attacked me or, you know, go after me because I don't support Louis Farrakhan. In my book, Scam, there's a chapter on Louis Farrakhan called America's Hitler. 
And Louis Farrakhan is a Jewish-hating, white-hating, America-hating, Israel-hating kind of a person. But what he does is he goes into these prisons and jails and into the inner cities, and they deal with these blacks who are already angry, and they seduce those people into Louis Farrakhan's religion. And from that part, from that point forward, they could get them to do whatever they want them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Farrakhan called Jews blood-sucking Jews, and they they blamed the problems on white Americans. Uh, they blamed the Jews for the problems of black Americans. And uh, also they, uh, they called whites the blue-eyed devil. But because black people are angry, they follow that too. It just doesn't matter. As long as it's a, a white or black thing, as long as you're angry, they're able to to get you to do whatever they want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very concerned about that because the way things are going today with all this anger within the black community, these folks can get these people to do anything they want, and we could possibly end up with a, a race war on our hands if we don't start dealing. And I think that's... Farrakhan... Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Louis Farrakhan said that he went up on a spaceship and out in space, he had a conversation with dead Elijah Muhammad. And he came back, he got out there with that message, and black people, many black people believe that. He actually went out there and had a, a conversation with a dead man. And that's what happens when you're angry. The truth looks like the lie, and the lie looks like the truth to you. Louis Farrakhan is a very dangerous man, and most of his followers are as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesse, what do you think is the biggest difference between black Americans that believe the white man has kept them down and then the black Americans that don't necessarily buy into that agenda? What's the biggest difference there? One of the primary differences is that those blacks who are not hateful in their hearts, who don't blame someone else for their problems, they either were raised by two good parents or if they had the anger, they have been able to overcome that so that they can really see what's going on. Whereas the blacks who are harboring anger have not had that influence of both parents who guided them in the right way, or they have not overcome the brainwashing that's been passed out to them. Mm-hmm. Um. Reverend, what do you think is going to be the future of race relations in this country, say, in the next 10 to 15 years? Well, that's hard to know at this point because I had, didn't imagine that it would get as bad as it is. Well, kind of, once Obama got in the White House, I thought that it would. But if white Americans don't start speaking up and if black people don't overcome their anger, we can end up with a race war. And I, because I know now for a fact, after what happened in the George Zimmerman's trial and the verdict that, you know, the fact that he wasn't found guilty, it has divided this country even more so. And a lot of white folks are saying, you know what, I'm sick of these black people. I'm not doing anything else to appease them. I'm not going to be afraid of them anymore. And so even that is dividing us even more so. I just think, you know, we all don't start speaking up and telling the truth. We're just going to have some serious race issue. We'll be more divided than the government can come in and conquer even more so, causing us to lose all of our rights. 
and be really subject to the government. Right. I mean, that's what I think they're banking on is so that they can call martial law and who knows what's going to happen after that. But, well, when we come back, we'll take our last break. And when we come back, I wanted to ask you a few questions about the outcome of the George Zimmerman versus Trayvon Martin case. So, Listeners, today, my guest, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, he's the founder and president of the Bond Organization, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, and we will be back right after these messages. take comfort in God's Word on a daily basis. But what about the ones who cannot hear these precious words of truth? Where would I find hope? Imagine God's Word in the tongue of those who thirst for the same hope you enjoy on a daily basis. You can help them experience the same blessings you take for granted. This book is like a GPS system. I turn to it to chart my course as I begin each new day. Help someone hear God's Word for the first time by becoming a Wycliffe Associates volunteer and take part in the goal of Vision 2025, helping start a Bible translation in every language that needs one by the year 2025. Find out more by calling 800-THE-WORD. Who will show me the way? Make a difference and help share the hope of God's living Word. Call 1-800-THE-WORD. That's 800-843-9673. Or go to our website at WycliffeAssociates.org and find out how you can become a Wycliffe Associates volunteer. If you're in debt, there's one clear choice to help you get out of it. When you call Clear One Advantage with your debt problem, here's what you can expect. A free financial analysis, no fees until we arrange a settlement, a program designed to settle your debts as quickly as your budget allows, and one simple program payment. And here's what real customers tell us. Clear One settled our debt with six creditors as they promised. I would recommend them to anyone who got in over their head with debt. Thanks, Clear One. We are so confident we can help you get out of debt. We back it with a satisfaction guarantee. So if you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt and you can't afford the minimum payments, call right now for a free debt analysis. 800-513-0061. 800 800-513-0061, 800-513-0061. Then you can say, thanks, Clear One. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today, my guest is Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And we're discussing his book, Scam, How the Black Leadership Exploits Black America. And Jesse, can you give us your web address one more time? Thank you. It's uh, bondinfo.org, B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O dot O-R-I-G. Or they could call one 800 411 800 411 bond. Okay. 
And before we went to the last break, you mentioned the Zimmerman-Martin case. So what, what was your thoughts on the outcome of that case, Jesse? I was happy to see that George Zimmerman was found not guilty. I, I, I believe that this trial should have never happened. George Zimmerman had already been investigated when the incident happened by the authorities there. They could find no reason to arrest him or call for a trial. And then uh, after a while, Trayvon's parents got involved, called Al Shopton into the situation, and created a race situation where there was never a race situation and uh, racist situation. And, and I was praying, and I asked everybody to pray for George that he would not, you know, end up in jail for something that he's not guilty of. And so that happened. I just think it's a shame that Trayvon Martin's parents, who were not together, by the way, and the so-called civil rights leaders have done what they did to this nation, including Barack Obama and Eric Holder. And uh, what they're trying to do is uh, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all those so-called civil rights people, they wanted this to happen because they wanted more power and wealth. Barack Obama, Eric Holder, and the government, they want to get staying your ground laws overturned. And staying your ground laws are in about 30 states now in this country. And they also want to get more gun control uh, bills passed to control our Second Amendment rights and do other things. And that's why they got the racist fighting between one another. And when you... Uh, when you have the racist fighting, you can divide and conquer. And it's more about that. Those people can care less about Joyce Zimmerman or Trayvon Martin. It's about gaining power and wealth for themselves. You know, Jesse, when this trial was going on, and I'm not, this is not a sarcastic question. I'm serious. I, I just would like your opinion on this. If George Zimmerman's name had been something of a more Hispanic nature, like, say, Jose Gonzalez, do you think the media would have played this story up nationally like they did? Not one iota. Not at all. As a matter of fact, they thought George was white when this thing first happened, and they found out later he wasn't white, but they had gotten too far into it. They were too embarrassed or the ego in a way where they could say, oh, no, we made a mistake here. Uh, if it was if George Zimmerman's name was Hernandez or something like that, it would mm -hmm. not have happened. Or if it was black on black, it would not. We would not known about it. Or if Trayvon had murdered or or shot George Zimmerman, we would not have heard about it. Not at all. In Chicago last year, you had over 500 homicides, black on black. They don't care about those people, and you had 500 black people killed. And not one of them looked like Barack Obama's son if he had one. But this one incident in Florida, some thug getting killed, and all of a sudden he would look like Trayvon. I mean, uh, uh, Obama's son would look like him if he had one. This is all a setup. This is all manipulation of the mind to get black people angry into, and to act out in the manner that they are doing. And another thing 
they're trying to push their amnesty. And I hear all the time that there's murders of illegal aliens killing people, no matter what their color. But you never hear those stories because they're trying to push the amnesty. So if George Zimmerman had been an illegal alien in that case, I also don't think they would have never played this up. Do you agree with that? They definitely would not have played it up then because they would not have wanted to deport uh, the illegal alien and they would not want black people and other Americans to know that that would happen, what's happening, because they know, they knew if they did that, they would not get amnesty passed for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would have been squashed right away. And um, Jesse, you know, something I wondered about, I wondered where La Raza was d- during this whole thing. Why weren't they in George's corner? And I read a story, and the spokeswoman for La Raza was sort of dodging the question about why they weren't coming to George's rescue. I mean, she basically said they were waiting for all the evidence to come out in the case. What do you think is the reason La Raza was nowhere to be found? I don't know if they've changed their position since that, because that was a little while ago. But what do you think is the reasoning that maybe they weren't there for him? Well, now, I don't know why they were not there for George, but I do know that La Raza is no different than the NAACP or the KKK. Uh, they, too, are on the wrong side of the fence. They, too, are trying to manipulate Hispanics and control them in the same way that the KKK control uh, white people or the NAACP control black people, some black people, some white. And so that may be why they stayed out of this, because they didn't want to go to war with the president, with uh, Barack Obama, or with the NAACP. So they probably, I assume, without fashion right now, that that's mm-hmm. why they stayed out of it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Jesse, how can, in your opinion, how can all Americans, no matter their color, their ethnicity, how can they overcome, or how can we overcome and remain a free people? Well, first, individuals have to, especially adults, have to know themselves, uh, get to know yourself and see what's going on with you. We know the person does. And then repent and turn back to God. And when you turn to God, he is going to dwell in you and guide you the rest of the way to go. He will guide you with love, and once he's guiding you with love, then you will love others the same way that God loves you. And you will have, we as a people will have the courage to stand up against evil because our battle is not a battle between blacks and whites or male and female. It's a battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. And once you're born again of God, or when, you know, once you turn back to God, you can see that clearly. And once the Christians come together as one under God, we can defeat evil. But as long as Christians are fighting one another and going along with evil, we don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. But we've got to return to God. Then we've got to rebuild families. Less government in your life. Big government is not good. We've got to take back the government. It is we the people, not we the government, and so, but we got to first turn back to God so we can have the courage to stand up against evil. Mm-hmm. That has to happen. This is a Judeo-Christian nation, and God gave us this nation 
and he is expecting us to allow him to work through us so we can save and preserve this great nation. But we got to come together as children of God. Right. Well, Jesse Lee, if somebody wanted to help out the Bond organization, what would you tell them to do? I would urge them to go to my website at bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org, or call 800-411-2663, 800-411-2663, and sign up. You know, tell, let us know what they do, what, how can they help us, because we're we always can use volunteers, as we can use donations as well. Mm-hmm. Come September, this September 2013, if God is willing and the creek don't rise, we're going to be opening our Bond Leadership Academy for boys of all races. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're definitely going to need some volunteers for that as well. Okay. All right, listeners, our guest has been Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of the Bond Organization, author of great books such as Scam, How the Black Leadership Exploits Black America, and From Rage to Responsibility. Jesse Lee Peterson, thanks so much for taking your time today to share this important information with both me and the listeners. And listeners, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. Until we meet again next week, God bless. Hi, I'm Mark Spitz. I've been swimming all my life. I've won gold medals, even broken world records, but that doesn't mean that I'll go boating without wearing my life jacket. Even if you're a good swimmer, please wear your life jacket. This message brought to you by the National Safe Boating Council and the United States Coast Guard.